This is Positive Parenting. Parenting expertise and advice from best-selling parenting author and national newspaper columnist, Mr. Dad, Armin Brott. Hello and welcome to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brott, the founder of MrDad.com. With the rise of any technology comes a surge of those who would abuse it for their own gain, and it's up to us to protect ourselves from cyber scams and hackers. Every new device, online service, or social media account you use that improves your life also opens new doors for attackers looking to discover your passwords, bank accounts, personal photos, and all other manner of personal information. In this part of today's show, we're going to be speaking with a cybersecurity expert who's worked with the FBI and major financial institutions, and we're going to be talking to him about some of the most common questions he hears, like, how can I protect myself at home on a personal level and away from the office? The truth is that cybersecurity and online privacy are daunting issues to the average person. And in this part of today's show, we're going to be simplifying good cyber hygiene and debunking some common cybersecurity myths with the goal of helping you and, and me too, of course, protect ourselves and our families from identity theft, fraudulent schemes, hacking, and more. Digital security is one of the most important and least understood aspects of our daily lives, but it doesn't have to be. And by the time we're done with this show, it's not going to be for you anymore. I'm Armin Brott. We'll talk about cybersecurity when Positive Parenting continues right after this. More with Mr. Dad, Armin Brott, after this, from the MrDad.com radio network. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brott, and my guest for this part of today's show is Bart McDonough, who is the author of Cyber Smart, Five Habits to Protect Your Family, Money, and Identity from Cyber Criminals. Bart, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. How big a problem is cyber crime? I think it's something that everybody is aware of on some level, and I would imagine most people say, I have a password. That should be enough. Yeah. Well, uh, to the first part of your question, how big of a problem is it? You know, I, you know, there's, there's numbers in the billions that the FBI reports, but I think where it gets a little bit more practical and what's happened over the last, yeah, probably three to five years is where it's moved from the state sponsored attacks of big corporations and big government entities where it's kind of gone downstream and you have these crime organizations targeting individuals. And their thinking is if they can get 500 or or $1,000 off, off lots of people, 
that will raise them um, and earn them lots of money. I guess I'll, I'll um, maybe not use the word earn, but they will be able to collect lots of money. And that's what's happening. We're seeing more everyday people um, get victimized for these $500, $1,000. Yeah, there are the $50,000 or $100,000 ones. It's a, it's a really big deal affecting everyone. Well, let's break this down a little bit because uh, there, there are so many different ways and so many different approaches, and I would imagine everybody has received something that says, dear friend, uh, I'm the banker of, you know, well, my, my customer, John Smith, died and didn't have a will and we're trying to get the money out, that kind of thing. Is that what you're talking about or, or what are the... What are the various approaches that, pe- that people are trying to are becoming victims to? Yeah, you know, it's, those uh, those methods uh, aren't working as much anymore, and, and well, we call good. those kind of the 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 positive methods, uh, where they're they're trying to entice you with riches. Uh, the reality is, those don't work too well. Um, what's happening is they're tricking people through social engineering. Um, through means of trying to scare them, create what I call digital pain, telling you that, that you have a late bill or um, mm. you have uh, uh, you know credit card fraud happening. You've been hacked, and then you fall victim to it. And what's the, what's the crime? They'll actually then try to install some kind of malware on your machine, uh, most notably ransomware. Ransomware is, is famous for locking up your files. Um, and you need to pay some fee. It usually ranges from 300 to $1,000 um, for you to unlock your files. And if you don't have a backup copy, and those are really critical files, sometimes paying the ransom is the only way. And that's been an enormously, uh, let's call it impactful um, uh, development over the last couple of years. It's been enormously successful for the bad actors, and we've had... Even police departments in the United States have had to pay pay the ransom. Yeah, I've heard from uh, I've heard about that. Victims. Yeah, hospitals. Yeah. I've heard there were a number of cases of how big hospital systems that got locked up, and that's that's bad news. Yeah, so, the entire city of Atlanta is like critical yeah. um, uh, emergency system, like their their nine one one system and everything. So what's the approach that regular people can take on that? I mean, we'll, we'll leave the cities and hospital systems to fend for themselves right now, but what can our listeners do? I mean, is it as simple as don't open links or yeah. or don't respond to those robocalls that tell you that they're from the IRS and that you're about to be arrested? Yeah, well, both good good suggestions, but... The, the premise of the book was let's boil this down, and that's why kind of the subtitle is these five habits. And so what we've done, and we work with businesses and people, and we, we really looked at, at efficacy. What, what are the habits? And, and that's a key word because habit means something you do continuously. What are the habits that lead to the most effective cyber defense? We have these five, um, and I'll just talk about a couple of them. Um, but most importantly, uh, I would say everyone needs to have unique passwords for all their logins. I'm not talking about you need to have a 20-digit crazy, uh, uh, very complex one, but I want it to be unique. I want it to be different for every login. Um, second, I want you to enable multi-factor authentication. Um, some, of, some of the sites uh, support that. If you don't know what that is, multi-factor authentication is usually it, – it, it, it stands for something you know, such as your password, plus something you have. Usually that is your phone. Um, most of you might be familiar with this where you, you log into the site and it says you've sent a text message to your phone. Yes. Please enter in that, 
three six-digit code to verify. Right. If right. you do those two things, and I recommend five total, but those two things are very powerful um, in order to keep you safe online. I have a few others, docking through devices, yeah. keeping your devices updated, uh, yeah, well, installed and updated. Yeah, well, we'll get into those. I, w- I want to go back to the first one, though, about having a, a, yeah. a different password for each thing. I just read this article the other day. They were talking about how the traditional eight-digit password is not enough anymore, that those can be hacked in a matter of minutes by fairly rudimentary computer programs that are set up to do that kind of thing. But I, I wonder how you how you feel about these password managers, and I've got something called... Uh, what's it called? LastPass is the one that I have, and I know that there are other ones, but that that do exactly that. You can just say, you know, to give me a 15-digit password. I have no idea what any of my passwords are except for the one to get into that thing. Do you it's, recommend it's, it's, those? Highlight, and, and that's exactly how I operate. And if you <laughs> interact with most cyber professionals, that's what they're using. They're using LastPass. They don't know their own passwords. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't get too caught up on the 8-digit versus 10-digit, 12-digit, because usually that only is the case when the bad actors have stolen the password database and they then try to crack it. The reality is even if they crack that password, um, as long as that password isn't the same at your other websites, you're okay. Um, uh, or, your, or your exposure is limited. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The, 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 where people really get into trouble is – they use the same password everywhere. So your password gets stolen, and that can, it can get stolen through any number of ways. But let's say it gets stolen. Uh, you, the, 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 most, the most likely way is that you give it away. You get tricked and type it into the wrong website, uh, or you email it back to someone. And if that same username and password uh, works on many other websites, that's where they get you. So that's where I focus on unique passwords, and the best way to do that is with a, a password manager. I personally use LastPass as well. Uh, highly recommend it. There's another one, one, one password, uh, Dashlane. There's a couple that are right. all very good products. Can you help us to do something about a hierarchy of, of options? Because I think if somebody were to get into my account at the public library, I don't really care about, it, about my library card, really. But if somebody gets into my IRA, I got a problem with that. That that's a big deal. So, do you have more security with higher value targets? Yeah, we, we certainly do. Uh, but that said, he, here's the mistake people make. Let's, let's talk about your library card. You say I don't really care about that, but if that's the same password you use for your IRA or your bank or whatever, right, then right. it becomes you know the the least common denominator. So, but yes, we do like to look for investment accounts, banking accounts, social media and most importantly, your email. And the reason email is is because that's the place where they can reset passwords so easily. So people sometimes don't prioritize their email accounts uh, as importantly as their banking or investment accounts. And I would tell you, because it's a, you know all eggs in, uh, eggs in one basket kind of uh, situation, that I would really prioritize your email account, certainly when you're thinking about a complex password, but almost more importantly, two-factor authentication. Okay, so you talked about the first two methods. Go on with the, with the rest of them. Sure. After that, it's keeping your devices updated. And I'll tell you, this is one of those things that, um, you know, the reason we recommend these five, or, and I feel strongly about these five, is really a defense in depth. You might get tricked on clicking something. Um, but 
the damage can be really minimized if when you have two-factor authentication, you have different passwords, and your machine, whether that's your, your laptop or your phone or tablet, is running the latest software. Oftentimes, bad actors take advantage of the fact that as users, we don't update our devices. We click that not now, maybe later button, and we just ignore it. Um, and so they write software that take advantage of known, sometimes very old vulnerabilities. There was a study done last year that said most vulnerabilities that were exploited, that there was a fix out for over a year, and yet they were still able to exploit them. Wow. So that's why I, I recommend that. And it's a habit. You just have to do it frequently. Once a month, update all your devices. Okay. By devices, it's your laptop, your phone, but also your router, printers, all of those devices. Talking with Bart McDonough, who's the author of Cyber Smart, Five Habits to Protect Your Family, Money, and Identity from Cyber Criminals. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will keep talking to Bart. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. When I woke up, I couldn't speak or walk. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 182 over 100, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Everything changed. It felt like my life was over. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from invisible or silent. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. If I would have followed a treatment plan, I would not be in this situation. 180 over 110, and I had a stroke. And I'm 33, so I never see this coming. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it. Or talk with your doctor to create an exercise, diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. I had to tell. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brad. If you're just joining us, talking with Bart McDonough, who's the author of Cyber Smart, Five Habits to Protect Your Family, Money, and Identity from Cyber Criminals. Uh, Bart, so we were we went through the first three of the five habits. And just to, to refresh us, that was making different passwords for everything and having two-factor authentication and updating your devices. So what's what's four? Yeah, so making sure that you have antivirus on your machines, and it sounds so basic, um, but actually antivirus usage is down over the last few years. And I, I, I attribute that mostly uh, to the rise in um, Apple computers and people thinking uh, you don't need antivirus on a Mac, and you absolutely do. I use a Mac. I absolutely have. I, I, I usually run two or three different antivirus programs. It's a real basic, but again, when we're thinking about defense in depth, just make sure you have antivirus. 
You don't need to have two or three. Just have one. Uh, there's several really good vendors out there. Uh, Sophos is one that I, I highly recommend for, for users right now. Which one uh, is that? There's several. Sophos, S-O-P-H-O-S. Oh, don't know it. Uh, uh, .com. It's a very good one. It works on, on Windows and Mac uh, um, equally well. That's why I recommend it. Some of them tend to be stronger on one platform or another. Sophos tends to be pretty good uh, between the two platforms. They have an annual subscription, uh, like a family uh, uh, subscription, so that you can buy one license and, and cover your entire household. Uh, and just make sure it's running. Um, it, it's, uh, it's a real basic, but again, if you make a mistake, which we're all prone to, some of the phishing campaigns are really good. The, the, the emails can really trick us. If we have antivirus, we might prevent any malicious attempt after we make that mistake. What about things like that come with basic programs like Windows has got uh, Windows Defender? Is that yeah. a worthwhile program or, or should there be something else? Because I think that since that comes with Windows, a lot of people probably think that they're already covered. You know, six months ago, I would give you a different answer than I'll give you right now. Um, Defender has come a long way, and Defender right now is a, is a very good piece of software. Um, uh, so, yes, I think it's, it, it's certainly good enough. Um, six months ago, uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't touching a lot of kind of basics. Uh, maybe nine months ago, but it was still. It, it, it's gotten much, much better. Um, but there isn't a, a default one on the Mac, so you definitely okay. want to make sure okay. you have something there. That's kind of surprising. You'd think that Apple would come up with something. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I've been waiting for them to have something. Uh, they have this personal firewall, but they don't have a, a real antivirus program. They're just expecting you to to solve that, I guess, on your own. Well, that's the Apple thing, I guess. Just So, all right. So, and then what's the what's the fifth one? It's just keep your data backed up. Back up your data. And the biggest reason there is, um, again, defense and death, if you, if, if you are uh, impacted by a ransomware event, you don't have to pay the ransom if you have a copy of your data. Uh, it is the simplest way to protect against ransomware. Again, all those other things that I, I, I outline, if your, your, your device is updated, uh, you have antivirus, you might prevent it from attacking you at all. But mm-hmm. let's say those things fail. Ultimately, if you have a copy of your photos and your tax returns and, and, and all of those sensitive documents you have, and if they get locked up by, by, by ransomware and you don't have a copy, unfortunately, you might have to pay that ransom and no one else can do that. So just, just, just yeah. your data. Well, let's just take ransomware as an example. So let's imagine that you are a victim of ransomware and your files are all locked up. What do you do? And, and, and you'll take the best case scenario. Okay, I already have a backup, so I'm not worried about that. Do you yeah. format your drive? Do you throw your computer away? What do you do to ensure that you can continue to use your device and get yeah. back to normal? Yeah, great question. Um so you don't need to throw your device away. So that's, I think, uh, the, the idea that when people get infected with malware viruses, that their devices be thrown away. We, we can get rid of that notion. You don't have to do that. But you do need to format. You do need to kind of start from scratch. Uh, and whether you go to a, a local Geek Squad or Apple Genius Bar and have them do that, uh, that's what I would recommend if you're not, if you don't know how to do that yourself. Uh, usually it's, a, you know, it's probably, uh, depending on the age of your system, it might cost you $100 or so uh, to have that performed. It can be highly inconvenient because um, uh, you have to, you know, kind of rebuild your machine, install your application, connect all your websites, all that stuff. But, no, you do not have to throw your device away. But, yes, I would uh, reinstall the operating system from scratch. 
Okay. Yeah, that's a very important thing because I think that that there is a tendency to think, oh my God, the, this is it. I've been can I've been completely infected, and that's the end of it. So you don't need yeah, to just, don't need to run it over with your car or any of that. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to get over the hammer. I actually uh, just spoke to a, a small doctor's office, and they got hit. And unfortunately, they called me after the fact that they spent sixteen thousand dollars buying all new computers that they absolutely did not, did not have to do. So what are the, the biggest issues that you deal with? I mean, it sounds like ransomware is a big one, but I'm sure for, for most people, that's yeah. probably not the biggest thing. What are the, yeah, what are the I, ones? I mean, you're talking about, uh, about your identity as well, not just your passwords and, and where people are going with the things that they discover. Yeah, I'll tell you the ones that are, are, are just heartbreaking to me. It's this, what we, we call it wire transfer fraud. And you think wire transfers, that's a, that's a business issue. Well, what we're seeing happen is when people go to buy a home, and I, I tell a, a, a really painful story about this um, in the book, but um, it, and this has happened hundreds of times, maybe even in the thousands, where uh, the night before you're, you're closing, you get an email from your lawyer, and it says, you know, here you go, here's your closing documents, wire X amount of money, uh, here's my, my, my personal escrow account. Uh, send that to us and, you know, looking forward to seeing you, congrats on your new home. And then a couple hours later, there'll be another email um, that says, oh, we made a mistake in our, in our closing statement and, you know, you need to pay. And it's actually usually a little less. And here's the wire instructions. And you don't realize that the wire instructions are different because you didn't memorize the wire instructions from the first email. You print it out and you go to your bank the next morning, you wire away the money uh, and you go to the closing and everyone's looking at you like, where are the, where are the funds? the money um, and 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 what what's happened with these bad actors are are really targeting real estate uh, uh, attorneys um, real estate agents usually those are small offices not you know they don't have large IT teams they're not very sophisticated uh, they're targeting those and they're just infecting them and just watching and so they're not taking over the accounts they're just watching and then when the time comes they strike and send an email that is identical to the original one but they just changed a few things. And it's really heartbreaking when people wire away, sometimes their life savings on these, uh, on, on these home purchases. Oh, so that's, that's, probably the, that's probably the biggest thing that, that we deal with and we worry about. Again, a $500,000 thing isn't great. You have to have the, the expense of you know, rebuilding your machine. But these things can be really life-altering, these wire transfer fraud. So, yeah. again, we want people to be, you know, on, on that scenario, um, I would say just never trust a wire transfer uh, attempt uh, through simply email alone. Get verbal confirmation and sometimes even video or in-person confirmation. Yeah. We don't wire that. And, and normal citizens, we don't wire that often. Take that extra step. Exactly, yeah. Now you have in, in the book, you talk about a, some job scams where people are sound like they're getting interviewed for jobs and they get an assignment and uh, it's... It, it, they just get totally ripped off. Can you describe one of those? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a, there's a bunch of different scams. I would say, you know, in, in lieu of time, I'd, I would say that the fake help desk scams are probably more uh, more common to the tune of like 100 to 1 for the job scams, uh, okay. where people call you and say, I pretend to be Microsoft or I'm pretending to be Apple, um, and they'll tell you, hey, we see um, we see something wrong with your computer for a hundred dollars. We'll fix that for you. And most people are like, that's amazing. I'll, here's my credit card. 
And not only have you just paid $100, but sometimes they now have stolen your credit card and they're going to use that again and again. Um, and all they're doing is just trying to convince you that they are uh, Apple or Microsoft are the two largest ones. And then right behind that is, is, is the IRS itself, uh, uh, quote, unquote, the IRS, where they, where they try to pretend they're the IRS and you owe some small amount of taxes. Sometimes it's $200, dollars $400, $400. Most people would consider that a small amount. And they just say, okay, I'll, I'll take care of it and give credit card details over the phone. Neither of those organizations or, or all three of those organizations, none of those organizations would, would ever uh, call you proactively like that and ask for your credit card details over the phone. Right. I think the fair thing to say is if anybody calls you and asks you for your credit card number, the answer is no. Correct. Absolutely. I think, yeah, Absolutely. There's really no excuse. Yeah. yeah. All right. Absolutely. Bart McDonough, thank you so much. He's the author of Cyber Smart, Five Habits to Protect Your Family, Money, and Identity from Cyber Criminals. Bart, thanks again. Thank you. Duty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Let's hear from an identity thief. Identities are easy to catch online. I send people an official-looking email pretending to be their bank or credit card company and ask them to confirm their personal information. Looks them every time. Safeguard your personal information on the phone, online, and especially at home because half of identity theft occurs by someone you think you know. Keep your identity to yourself and take a bite out of crime. Learn more from the National Crime Prevention Council at ncpc.org. A message from this station, the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Welcome back to Positive Parenting. I'm Armin Brat, and it's time for a Parents at Play segment. Just because half the country is being blasted by the latest polar vortex doesn't mean that you and your family can't enjoy some sports-themed fun. NFL Electric Football from Tudor Games. Unlike other games where you set up figurines on a sports field and move them around manually, in this one, the figures move around by themselves. The magic is in the vibrating gridiron which has three user control speeds, and the player's cleats. Some are built for speed, others for doing battle in place. You can slow down the action so your blockers can do their job, or speed it up if your running back or receiver breaks loose. If this game sounds a little familiar, you're not wrong. The first electric football game came out in 1949, but this newest iteration takes the original concept to a whole new level. comes with decals from each NFL team so you can customize your games. Batteries required. It's for two players ages six and up. Costs about $60. TudorGames.com. Baseball Guys from Caskey Kids. Compared to football, baseball is a lot less action-oriented. But for those who love the game, it's just as engaging. With Baseball Guys, two managers face off. How the game goes from there is completely up to you. It includes 26 2.5-inch tall players, an umpire, a fully adjustable scoreboard, a washable felt field, and an instruction book with baseball rules and strategy tips. And it all fits neatly into a solid plastic storage container, meaning you can play your games at home or away. Aside from providing hours of baseball-themed fun for the family, the figures and field can be used by parents and coaches to explain strategy, plays, rules, and on-field movement. It's for two players, ages three or up, $25, 
at caskeykids.com. The Kitty Star Karaoke Machine from VTech. Whether it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey, or just about any other sport, the game doesn't start without the national anthem. And with this kid-friendly karaoke machine, even kids who aren't terribly interested in sports can get involved. The Kitty Star Machine comes with eight original songs, but it also connects to your personal MP3 player or device so your little performer can let loose with his or her favorite track. It comes with disco lights, applause and cheering tracks, and even voice-changing effects for the complete on-stage experience. Plus, there's a built-in recorder that captures up to five minutes of performance gold. Batteries required. It's for ages five and up. Costs less than $50. You can get more information at vtechkids.com. The musical Hop Skipper from Kids Source. Let's face it, playing baseball or football on a board or singing karaoke is fun, but cooped-up kids need to get up and moving so they can burn off some of that pent-up energy. Set the adjustable arms to one of three height settings, pick your speed, and the musical Hop Skipper will have your kids literally jumping for joy as they try to avoid the spinning arms. Don't worry, they aren't spinning fast enough to cause any harm. Kids can jump solo or compete with friends or family. It's great for indoor use as long as you have enough space to accommodate the 50 and a half inch wingspan. It's for kids ages 3 and up, costs under $38. You can get more at kidssourceproducts.com. Thanks for listening to Positive Parenting. You can get more information on today's show and what we're working on in the weeks ahead at MrDad.com. While you're there, visit the MrDad.com gift shop with everything you need to help you become the dad or mom you want to be. Positive Parenting is a production of the MrDad.com radio network. Now, go be a great parent.